the pads and check show. Hello and welcome to the Pat and Chet Show. We had a conversation the other day, Chet and I, about all the goings-on in Afghanistan. And as you know, we try to have regularly scheduled podcasts. We release on different topics the first Friday of every month. But when things start really moving and shaking that we think are important, uh, we will have some special release podcasts. It'll be a little more timely, a little more current. And this is a great example. So, Again, sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation between Chet and I, and hopefully get yourself uh, thinking and engaged as to how this situation has not even been handled, but uh, how we might as a country proceed from here. Okay, here's my conversation with Chet. Hey, Pat. Can you hear me okay? I can. So my question to you, I mean, it's been pretty crazy this last week or 10 days with everything going on over in Afghanistan and the right. Taliban, and you spent so much time there and saw so many different things that you shared with us. I'm just curious what's your perspective on these latest developments? Well, uh, you know, well, first thing is I haven't been to Afghanistan. I've worked in Egypt and I've worked in Iraq. And I've worked oh, in foreign government. My bad. Uh, but obviously your time in Iraq was... So, yes, it's, I'll say it's similar. You know, there's, there's different facets of this whole thing to look at. The first and foremost that always comes to my mind was probably uh, well-captured by a uh, young Marine came up to me during the fighting, or shortly after the fighting, and said about the military, foreign military that we were there to fight along with so that they could have freedom, okay? And this was Iraq. This was Iraq. With me so far, is that? Absolutely. Okay. This uh, young Marine said to me, sir, are we here to help them fight for their freedom, or are we here to somehow try to convince them that they should want freedom. Wow. Okay. That's, 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 that's the, that's the uh, billion-dollar question, huh? Yeah, that's the billion-dollar question. So so, so there stands uh, Colonel Sutton, uh United States Army, uh, yada, yada, okay, and a 19-year-old uh, Marine. And I just totally fucking dumbfounded. You know, I was, you know, it was just ridiculous. So I just didn't even know what to say. Uh, because that, that has been his experience, and, and from what I'm hearing and what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, not in the last 72 hours, but along the way, while the Afghan military may be a very, they may be very fierce fighters, very good fighters, very, very well equipped. I mean, the United States taxpayers have taken care of their salaries, uh, their training and their equipment, and, and thank you, United States taxpayer. But are they willing to fight? And, this is what seems to always be missing, or seems to be missing in this case routinely with Afghanistan. I mean, hell, the Taliban, they were in place in 2000 as the government. They were, okay? They had you know, mineral sales, drug sales. They controlled roads. I mean, the whole schmeal. I'm not saying they were necessarily great at it or even good at it, or maybe they're no, better than anybody. They had full control of the country. Correct. So then, you know, we wanted to know about Osama bin Laden because of 9-11. And we had accumulating al-Qaeda coming out of that country, and the Soviets had just recently left, and the Taliban was not cooperative to us insofar as giving us information. So we decided to get in there and go with these, this thing called the Afghan government. But the people of, of Afghanistan, the best that I know, they don't care for their government. They just don't. They don't believe in their government. It's not a credible government. We give them all kinds of money for nation building. That would be schools and roads and things of that nature. 
And a lot of that stuff was promised by the government to the people, but it didn't make it out there, okay, Some somewhere between corruption, half-assed jobs, misunderstandings. Now, so we evolve forward, Pat, and then you have our, our former president, Donald Trump, who was negotiating directly with the Taliban. It's like, where's the Afghan government involved? In? You know, I mean, there's no involvement. There's no belief system. There's no credibility. There's no credentials. What's going on? And how much is to be expected out of our military? As a matter of fact, is it how is it how is a military solution the solution here? I, I just I just never understood it. I can understand. Oh, it's great to occupy. It's great to know to some degree have to, you know, to have boots on the ground to understand what might be going on with uh, Al Qaeda uh, or ISIS trying to grow or things along those lines. Okay, that, that's that's important information and intelligence to have. But I just never I just didn't understand it. It's like I'll go this way with you. I'll take it another way. If you've got women in your life, in your house, in your family, if I told you that there was a bunch of guys that are an organized military and they are going to come and probably sell your daughter, okay, and pull your wife out of the workplace, okay, because that's how they believe. Right. And, and meantime, I can also tell you that here's an opportunity to join about 200,000 other guys that are willing to fight against these people, would you grab a gun and say, sign me the fuck up? You, yeah. you, probably, you, you probably would, okay? So why is it, and I don't want to sound harsh, or, but why is it that we're more concerned about the education received by Taliban uh, girls and women than our Taliban men? That's my problem. Uh, excuse me, uh, Afghanistan men, Afghani men, not Taliban. Yeah. So. The, the big thing is, oh, because of the Taliban, women are going to have to live under Sharia law. And uh, from that perspective, I say that is sad. That is horrible. All right. But what are the Afghanistan men doing with the training, the weapons, and the salaries that we've provided, our taxpayers have provided? And if you're going to say, well, apparently that's apparently we didn't do enough, I'll tell you what, Pat, I'll have a real hard time with, with, with embracing that, you know? Right. Let me ask this. So... All the weapons and everything else that we armed the Afghani soldiers with are now under complete control and use and disposal of the Taliban, correct? Well, I can't say all because we try to blow things up and destroy things along the way. But if the Afghan military, you know, surrenders it to them, I mean, you know, you got to leave the Afghan military with the ability to continue to have the capability, whether they do it or not, to defend themselves or to aggressively, let's go. Forget defense, go offense for a change. So if they, if they gave those things away to the Taliban, that's it. Yeah, that would that would be the case. So perhaps night vision devices, machine guns. Oh, I mean, the list is longer than we can get into, but what really scares me, uh, you know, Taliban just sits back and waits. As soon as we're out the door, everything we've given to what we thought was the right side, trying to help them defend themselves and train them and and supplies and roads and guns and ammunition and you know now the Taliban just comes in and says okay thank you American taxpayers we'll take all that stuff and now we control it and that's it's, it's criminal that's right in the world in the world of I'll say third world countries they could be one of the best trained and best armed because of us okay right. okay and and, that, and it's going to go nowhere and uh, so. That is is really unbelievable. And, you know, the Taliban took over 
um, without firing a shot. Right. And and they all along had pretty well owned half of the country, maybe a little bit more. A lot of the roads and a lot of the bridges, all the access points for getting food and medical people to work, all these other kinds of things. Meantime, you had Afghan Afghan police, and I don't think we're talking by exception, I'm sad to say, but they would set up roadblocks where Taliban weren't, and they would expect people to pay them, you know, to get the kickbacks. and just well, all these other, I mean, it's just go, 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 because the focus, the focus is, is about the family, about the tribe, but not in a way that we can understand, appreciate, or necessarily immediately influence it. You know, to quote a... Um, a politician from Texas, and I won't mention his name, uh, he's ex-military person himself. He says, he says we're only there for 20 years, and this stuff takes longer to, to get sorted out. And I couldn't be more against that opinion. It's like, I, I don't know how much longer it needs to be. If you want to say, get the United Nations in there and have, you know, have uh, 1,500 U.S. guys and, and, and 3,000, uh, I don't know, Dutch, British, and French guys, and, and that kind of a thing with the blue helmets on, like the Sinai Peninsula, and get in there, no, that's a different story. Not this. Not where we're carrying such a heavy load and always feel like it's our baby, and maybe we should surge again and send another thirty thousand in. You, you know, because that'll yeah. be. Well, and I think of all the uh, families that lost sons and daughters, and or as we've talked about in other podcasts, you know, their son signed up for the Marine Corps and went over and maybe saw some terrible things and comes home with PTSD and now he's you know, living in the basement and depressed on opioids and all kinds, you know, just all the different problems that, that war creates. You know, here 20 years later, we still carry all those burdens in addition to, you know, the financial burdens for the taxpayer. But the you know, the cost is all the families and the soldiers. And, you know, it's just it's it's mind-boggling what we've, we've sacrificed. But let me ask you, I mean, tie it back to the theme of the patent sketch show. And you might not have an answer for this one because this one is so screwed up. But, you know, what does the American taxpayer slash voter, you know, do right now? I mean, contact your congressman, your senator, and let them know what you think. But what exactly – what would one even say to a senator at this point? I would let the senator or, or whatever lawmaker just let them know where you stand. That This is something that we made a mistake on insofar as leaving. This is something that we made a mistake on. Insofar as how we try to redeploy troops and personnel back, okay, which I would agree with that. We weren't ready for this. Uh, it's, they didn't, they folded so fast that we weren't even close to ready. I mean, Turkey had signed up for providing security for the airfield. Turkey and Afghanistan are pretty, I mean, they're geographically close, but uh, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty friendly as well. They are, correct. Exactly right. Turkey signed up for, listen, we'll help provide security and that type of thing. You know, so everybody can get out. And when you had the last president say, hey, listen, uh, we're going to be out of there by May, wouldn't you have thought if you were afraid, if you, Pat, were an Afghan person and you were afraid the Taliban was going to come hurt you because you had been working with the United States along the way, wouldn't you have started doing something around, like, February or March? Or would you wait until now? Yeah. You know, I mean, when you you know say, listen, we better pack the family up and get ourselves to Turkey. We better get out. I, I don't have the answers. I don't know that anybody does, but I surely can't imagine that if if I were in that situation and I knew that the, I was going to get chopped up or I was concerned about my family getting chopped up, 
I'd have been I'd have been getting the hell hell out of there as soon as the United States looked very serious about moving out. And you know, Donald Trump was ready to have the Taliban, and maybe even did over at Camp David. So that I, I mean, there's there's this you know this is for our listeners to decide. Maybe some of the listeners think that was a brilliant move, right? I mean, they're the people that you know they control a lot. They're a big factor, and it's I don't know, again if our listeners think you know oh that was the right move, right? Negotiate with the Taliban because they're had to, some control and had a good chance of gaining more. Then you know call your congressman and tell Matt, but. Uh, right. It's a shit show, Chet. You know what? This has been good because you have such a great perspective, and I wanted our listeners to, to get a chance to hear all that, but this has been great bonus coverage because normally we do kind of regularly scheduled topics that we roll out the first uh, Friday of the month, but I think we're going to sneak this one out as a little more current events type of podcast for our listeners. But uh, as always, buddy, thanks, thanks for your perspective. And my dog obviously uh, enjoyed it as well. All right, Pat. Thanks a lot. Good talk. Thanks, The Pants and Chuck Show.